The Velvety Rabbit by Marjorie Williams You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily, or have sharp edges, or who have to be carefully kept. By the time you're real, most of your hair has been loved off, and your eyes drop out. And you get loose in the joints, and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all, because once you're real, you cannot be ugly. Except to those people who don't understand. Hey, this is Ali Ruskash and welcome to the Air Podcast. Have you seen the movie The Chronicles of Narnia? I mean, it's not a very good movie, and I'm in no way recommending it, unless you've got kids or bored out of your mind. But what happens is that it gives you a sense of what goes on behind the scenes of a life that we pretty much always thought to be stagnant. You enter this fantasy world in which lions talk and wars can be resolved by conversation. A world behind the world. Now, I want you to think about movies. What we see is basically what the director wants us to see. And they are the orchestrator of everything happening in front of the camera. But behind the camera, there is another world. An unseen world in which we do not have a sense of, simply because we've never lived it. A world of absolute chaos, if not managed. One of the most important members of a film crew, who is mainly behind the scenes and managing this other world we never get to see, is an assistant director. My guest has that experience of both being an assistant and a director. And he's simply one of those people you just want to keep on conversing with. Hey, yeah, you, you, got a, you got a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told a lot, but it's not mine. No. You don't like doing any voiceover? voiceover no, not at all. Because because my speaking is not very good. Not not about the voice. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking too fast. Okay. And that, that may be just would be annoying for people. <laughs> but no, you got a bit of a voice and like, you know, if, right. I, if I was in a position to suggest anything to you, <laughs> that would be one of them. All right, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a good proposal to yeah. having another job probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. And I love the fact that we're sitting uh, and we're talking to each other. I love the fact that we have audience that basically right now, just they're just looking at us. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking about your cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that your cat is just next to us. And oh, yes, yes. Us. She, she is just watching us and probably correct me if I'm wrong or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, she's very beautiful. Thank you. So, uh, let us begin. Um, 
I'm going to ask you from the very basic base, like, you know, let's go way to the past. Let's think about why you got into movies. It actually goes back to, to history, you know, <laughs> it's my childhood. I don't know how I felt in love with movies, you know, because as long as I remember from my childhood, I, I felt in love with performing something. You know, mm -hmm. I had a 8 millimeter projector that was silent one. I see, okay. And uh, I started to show the reels to my family and dubbing them. I see. All the characters and everything. And right after that, in the parking of our apartment, yeah. I put that projector and invited people to come actually the neighborhood the kids of neighborhood and i sold them tickets <laughs> to show them reels and dub uh all, for all the characters by myself <laughs> yeah and i was uh 14 when i started making my first short film we should i didn't know anything about filmmaking no nothing about the shot list nothing about the blockings nothing about the about uh, how could you manage the directing or whatever. But right after that, I started to learn something about movies. You know, uh, in that era I'm talking about is the era everything was blocked, everything was banned, actually. We didn't, we didn't have a VCR in our house, and there was some books about cinema and filmmaking, some basic things about filmmaking. I started to read them. And step by step, little by little, I started to get familiar with film filmmaking after that. Uh, in When I was 16, I made an, another short film that was a little bit better than the other one, yeah. the previous one. And then step by step, I, I started to, making another, to make more short films after that, which the last one was when I was 19. <laughs> uh, that was my last short film, 8mm format. Uh, do you still have those? Really? Some of them, actually, the last ones, the couple mm -hmm. of last ones, not the not not the first ones. Now that it's been demolished, probably. Okay, yeah, it's very hard to keep them. But it, it would have been fascinating to sit down and watch some of the fourteen-year-old stuff that you. Uh, you yes, you've it's made. more uh, embarrassing, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very basic, and you know, it's. Uh, some illiterate guy about movie making start to make a movie or film or something. <laughs> it's like that. And right after that, I started to having gathering with people. You no, know, I, I had friends who've been involved in writing about films, and we started to go and watch the movies to movie theaters. And we could, right after that, we could have reach to the other movies of the history of cinema. And uh, we started to know about the cinema from the history and everything and started to talk about it and read the articles about the cinema. And uh, I started my professional career uh, as an assistant editor. I was an assistant. I was a trainee, probably, <laughs> more than that, in a film made by Ali Hatami. And the editor was Mr. Ruhullah Amami. Both of them are not with us anymore. I understand. Yeah. And uh, right after that, I learned somehow that a film critic named Iraj Karimi started to make his own film. That was a TV film. And I asked one of my friends that I could, I could I go to work with him in the movie as in, in any, any position. I, didn't, I don't want to have any salary about it. And uh, he just talked to him and we had a meeting with each other. And as soon as he knew that I worked with Rula Mami on editing... 
he was so fascinated about that. And he hired me as a second assistant director. And the thing was the first AD didn't show up because they didn't, they couldn't actually agree on his salary. And I was the first AD, second AD, and a script supervisor in my first, <laughs> right yeah, in, in my first appearance in, in, in a professional film. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, but the director was fascinating. You know, he was, he was a lovely guy. He just taught me everything he knew about it. He just helped me a lot. And right after that, he had a friend, Mr. Ahmad Amini. He wanted to make his first feature movie. Mm -hmm. And he invited me to go over and work as, an, as a second AD. And that was my first real working as a pro professional uh, job as, a, as, a, as an AD. And after that, I got you know, another proposals from the directors. And after a couple of works, you know, that was two TV films and one TV series, I went to the U.S. to continue my, uh, my study. I went to New York Film Academy. And uh, then I, didn't, I couldn't stay that long. And after two and a half years, I got back. The day I, I got back to Iran, the day after, I went to the, another TV series as a first AD. And I started to work. And right after that, for 20 years, I was working in, as, a, as a first AD. Thanks. In the middle, you know, in, right after that TV series I was talking about, when I got, got back from U.S., I started to make uh, one TV film. And one mini series for television, but that was that was annoying for me. You know, I didn't imagine the job and about the hardness of of these things. You know, that was too difficult work on that on that on that in this industry. I just forgot it, mm -hmm. and I, I I got back to my own my my previous job as a, as a, as an AD, a first AD, and then I got I started work back to back for the films and TV series, and after couple of years i i didn't get any tv series job mm -hmm. just just in feature movies until 2013 i mean 2014 yes which i made my first feature film as a director so um since you've been involved in like you know so many different parts of like the movie industry you can say um, because you've been a writer, you've been a director, and you've been a not writer. As I didn't write my scripts. I yeah. just had an idea, and I hired uh, scriptwriters. I understand. Um, fine, but still, like you know, you were in the process. Yeah. So uh, why is it that you were so fascinated by uh, you know assistant directing, and not so fascinated by <clears throat> filmmaking? You know, being as assistant director or working in that job is very fascinating. Is is brilliant working. You know because you are doing whatever the whole, the entire crew is doing. You know them, you know what they're doing, you are managing them, you are arranging them, you're controlling them. And, you know, that, that's marvelous. As long as you don't have an intention about uh, being famous or walking through the red carpets of the festivals or having your name in the posters of the film or whatever... Mm -hmm. Working as an assistant director is everything of the movies, you know, because there is a uh, there is a definition for assistant directors, and we say assistant directors are data bank of any film. You know, they know everything, every single thing, even the secrets, yeah. even the secrets that that, direct, that directors don't know about it, or even the actors or whatever. You have very close relationship with the other crew members yeah. that the director doesn't have it. That's why. If you started to working in that industry as an AD, 
and earning money because you know sometimes as an assistant directors you earn money more than the director in here because for assistant director they are they work you know at least two or three different projects in each year mm-hmm. but for a director you know it takes a long time at, at least two or three years for each movie for himself yeah. that was good for me and that was good for me and I had too many proposals from directors and producers because that's that's why I didn't even think about leave my job because that was risky. I understand. You know, yeah. this this one was was guaranteed before already. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And it was happening so many times that you were like, you know, why should I even leave this now? Exactly. This, okay. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure it's because of the fact that you're so good at your job that like, you know, you 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 must be like, you know, and uh, a lot of people like, you know, are asking and I was I was um, Somebody told me this, and I have, I have no idea who it was because it's like a very, uh, not a very clear memory to me, that you are somehow the, the guy that, if you're in a project, actors would like to go, go into the project because of you. Meaning, like, you know, sometimes it has been like that, that everybody's asking, like, you know, is, is he in that? Okay, fine. So I'm going to that to that movie then. Because, because they felt being secured, you mm-hmm. know. That, that wasn't just me. You know, we have still have uh, three or four assistant directors that they are... Uh, wait for 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 any project. You know, mm-hmm. if you have them in the project, everybody could feel secure. Yeah, and uh, they know that this guy, as an assistant director, will support them during the whole entire shooting and the production. I mean, I understand. Okay, uh, I want to talk to you about a, a kind of a misconception that is out there. Like you know, whenever we think about an assistant director, we're thinking about the fact that he or she is there to uh, be the assistant to the director. Meaning, like you know, the director whatever he says or he wants that uh, that person needs to do, even if that means like they need to, uh, I don't know, carry their bags or something. That's that's uh, for me because I was involved in a project myself. And as an assistant, I really want, I understood that as like as time went on, that uh, that's kind of a misconception that like everybody believes in, but it's not kind of true. Is that is that what you feel? Exactly. You know, there is a big difference between assistant director or AD with the assistant to the director or personal assistant of the directors. That's two complete different jobs. <clears throat> you know, those two, those things that that, that you mentioned. Are duties of the personal assistant or the assistant that the, the assistant to the director, but the AD or assistant director's job is not really uh, connected to director. You know, it's production wise. They are uh, managing the whole project, the whole production. Mm-hmm. They are easing the production for every people, especially the director. They are right hand of the director. Meanwhile, they are left hand of the producer. This is a very tough job because you are in the middle of two different aspects and two different kind of uh, point of view. You know, one uh, has been named it is not actually, but but acclaimed as as thinking about money, mm-hmm. and the other one is thinking about the quality, which is not which is which is not right. You know, because because the professional. Uh, producer is concerned about quality as much as a director concerns, and being involved in in the middle is very tough. To to keeping the balance between these two, you know, the quality and the money mm-hmm. or the investment. This is this, these are two kind of jobs. You know, when you are working as assistant directors, since you will join the project from very soon, no very early days of the of the production, you know about the 
every details, every single things about the about the script. You will have several meetings with the directors to learn about his point of view about everything, you know, his ideology and everything. And you are managing the whole uh, pre-production because pre-production is very, very important period of the production. In, in that era, you will have meetings with other, you know, head of departments like DOP, I, I mean, the, the uh, director of photography, uh, production designer, costume designer, makeup designer, whatever, just to name it. You know, production manager, which is very important because these two ADs and production managers working together about managing the whole the whole production, bringing out and preparing the shooting schedule, which is very very important because all the investments and all the money would be based on that. You know, you you will write it on the on the paper, but you have to think about it. How could you execute it on the set? And that's very important. And that's. Uh, uh, some kind of managing job, you know. There is there is a idea which is not hundred percent right. People think that this is a good way to becoming a director to start as an assistant director. I'm I tell everybody who want to do this job as an AD, I will tell them if you want to make your own movie, this is good for you to come and work as an AD because you will know about the production, you will know people. You will know connections, relationships, whatever on the set. But after a couple of movies, you have to go out and make your own movies. Because as, as long as you start uh, keeping that as your job, that will be that that will be your job. Because you're going to fall in love with that. Yeah. You're not going to make your, yourself a part of it. I understand. Uh, working as an assistant director is not going to give you an idea about how to direct a film. You know, for, for making a film, you have to have a talent. You have to have a, something within yourself. It's not, related because it's not related to managing. It's about the creativity. Mm -hmm. And we have too many assistant directors because they are very good in their job, but they cannot direct a film because they are good at managing, mm -hmm. not in creativity. Uh, do you have any um, stress management routines or anything on set? Because I'm pretty sure like in all the craziness of the set... It's on your shoulders. Uh, you know, you have to have your mask. You know, you have to show yourself that you're cool now. But within yourself, there is something like a uh, hurricane, whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, and and but but you you have to keep yourself calm, and actually not keeping, showing yourself calm mm -hmm. to people to make everything go ease. And uh, give them give them uh, a tranquility about about what mm -hmm. uh, they want to do, what they want to create, because they need to have a secure space for doing their job. Because most of them are are creators, you know, like actors, directors, DOP, production designers. They are creators, and they need a secure and calm space around themselves. And you have to keep it and and prepare prepare it for them. I understand. Uh, what's your uh, perfect movie like? Like you know, on set. But like, if you are an assistant director and you are like, you know, you want to tell me this is the perfect movie that I've ever been on. What is the atmosphere like? How is the? Atmosphere? Uh, there are several movies I have done which I'm so satisfied about myself first, <laughs> and then about the about the result of the film. <clears throat> I mean, the pro pro production. 
Yeah. I don't care about the result of the quality of the film. I'm, I'm talking about because, you know, as an assistant director, you are not uh, supposed to having responsibility about the quality of the film. You have to, to have the responsibility of quality of the production. I can tell you there are, you know, a couple of films, which one of them I love the most is the film, which is a small movie, very low budget film, but small movie. I like it because the quality is fine as well. Uh, and it's titled as uh, The Voices, directed by Mr. Farzad Motamen. Mm-hmm. We shot that movie in 28 days. And uh, I think that the relationship between me as an as first AD with the director and with the entire crew of the film was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that the director and I didn't have arguments. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. But but everything, all the arguments was was about the production. That was professional arguments, not not personal things. That's why I love that movie in, in production wise because I think I've done my job in perfect ways, mm-hmm. and it depends on the crew because the crew was perfect as well. Yeah. You know, they know about the production, they know about their duties and everything, and that's why I love that movie and I couldn't forget it. Uh, you talked about the arguments that happened uh, on the set. I think that's the nature of this job, I think. It is. It is. Because, you know, those kind of misunderstandings, between, especially between the directors and first AD, is, uh, is normal. Yeah. You know, when I was directing my own films, I had that kind of arguments with, with my own assistants yeah. as well. But I think you understood them a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, but it... It's not. It doesn't mean that I, I. Since I understand them, I wouldn't argue with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is this is your job as a director. You want something. You know, there is there is something. One big difference between the director and the first AD. Uh, I mean, the the assistant directors. The assistant directors need to have the sacrifice. You know, because they are sacrifice. They have sacrifice. And uh, because they e- e- everything happens on the set, they are blaming, blaming themselves. And then that's right, because uh, you as an assistant director probably didn't do anything right. That's why something bad happened on the set. Mm-hmm. And the director has to be so selfish. You know, for example, you have a, a river, which is cold, and there is a, a guy as an, as an actor or character who has go passing through that river. The director won the character passing through the river in any condition. This is my shot and I have to do this and everything has to be done for this shot. For you as an assistant director, it's not like I have to do it in any condition. I have to secure everything. I have to make everything easy for the people uh, without harming the, the idea of the, of the director. That's that's a big difference between two ideas of being assistant director or the director. Mm-hmm. That's why you know sometimes assistant directors when become a director, sometimes they started to compromise about everything. No, but we have to tell that that all the directors not to compromise. They have to achieve whatever they want, mm-hmm. and uh, you no know, compromising is, is assistant director's job, not the director's. Yeah. Yep. Um, in that case, how would you uh, secure the? Uh, I mean, you talked about the river and how cold it is. <laughs> how do you? How do you get the scene to go through? You know, you could you could just coordinate it with the production crew, production department to bring, you know, secure them with the you know proper cloths or 
you know, having uh, spare cloths with towels or having something like a fire or you no, know, uh, make make them warm or something. You have to bring everything you think to to the set to make them not getting sick as well, at least. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. How do you manage your work with professional actors? Because uh, professional actors are not really easy to manage. How do you get to do that? You know, in my in my couple of first uh, projects, that was that was so difficult because they d- didn't know me and didn't trust me as first assistant director, and and that's a rule, you know, for for an actor to trust the AD. And if you don't have uh, that much experience, you know, something is broken in here because uh, they want to they want to lean on you, and you're not a secure guy, you're not the right guy. Right after that. When I st- when I learned my job, that was easy for me. I don't know how, I don't know why, but you know, as as you mentioned, you know that uh, some some actors, as as soon as they know about that somebody as an AD is on the on the set for that project, they will come to this to that to that to that project. And yeah. They will be agree yeah. to get that job. Uh, no, it depends on the actors first and about the, the how they pro- how they are professional. Uh, you know, when they are so many so professional, that would be easy, easier even for me because they know about the rules and about the conditions, and we share our we would share our even our secrets, and uh, that would that was very intimate relationship between between me and the actors. Yeah. So you have that you kind of <clears throat> implement the the sort of a relationship that you have with them, and you kind of have them to trust you, and then as soon as they have your trust, then they become manageable. Is that exactly? Okay. Yes. Yes, they they are. You know, professional actors are manageable. Yeah. They need you to care about them. As soon as you start to taking care about them, they will know it, and they will they start to lean on you and trust you and give their souls to you mm-hmm. completely, and they are manageable. Uh, do you want to uh, be known as a great director? Are you satisfied with who you've become already? I am satisfied about what I became now. I don't want to be famous because I don't know the rules of you know dealing with fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, working as an assistant director for twenty three years, you know, make you always behind the curtain, yeah. and you just. Uh, got used to that kind of style of a style of living yeah. but directing a film is something extraordinary you know this is a good good opportunity for me to go on the set and direct people and let them know about my ideas or whatever that that's wonderful and i'm happy about what i am standing now but i don't think about being a big director because you know i don't have the have the good weapons or proper weapons to do that kind of things I am happy about my 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 standings, my 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 place where I'm standing now. I understand, but you have the weapons, meaning like you know you have the, uh, of course, what did you say? Twenty three, twenty three years, twenty three years of experience. You have a that, huge weapon. That's that's that, that, that's different. That's yeah. different. You know that is completely different. Working as assistant director doesn't make you a big director, mm-hmm. even if you are a big, famous assistant director. Is not gonna. Guarantee that you are going to be be even a, even a good director. You know, being you know, when you're directing a film, is not you you are not using any of your experience based on your uh, work as an assistant director. It's completely based on your 
uh, knowledge about art of filmmaking. It's completely different. I understand. How did you become so good at English? Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I I uh, used to live in 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 America not for that long for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and uh, little by little, as soon as I came back here, I started to talk probably even to myself. I don't know how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that uh, makes a lot of sense because I talk to myself almost yeah. on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> There has been so many times that my wife has uh, asked me like. Are, are you really talking to yourself? Because it, just, it, <laughs> yeah. it has happened, and I'm like in a room or something. I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's understandable if you, yeah. <laughs> for you. If you do uh, when I when I'm reading a, a, an English book, I I I normally you know uh, read it read it read it aloud with with loud voice. Yeah. Yeah. That that helps dance yeah. a lot. Yes, it does. Uh, is this why you uh, seem to seems to me that you're very updated and you're very up to date? Like you know, every time you talk about something, and I've uh, actually listened to uh, the other podcast that you've done with uh, Taha mm-hmm. uh, Paprika. Yeah, I've, I've listened to that, and uh, for me to listen to that, I, I always when I listen to people talk, I understand like you know where you're coming from, and I understand like you know if you are up to date or not, and if you're saying things based on experience or have you really gone and actually like you know have that uh, like you know you've you've read that and you've understood it by yourself. It, for me, it, it feels like it's uh, because you're good English. It it is easier for you to uh, you know keep yourself up to date. Maybe yes, it's it's very important because you know most of the knowledge uh, to being updated mm-hmm. is out of here. You no, know? thank God we have internet. Yeah, it's not bad yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, we have we have a, a good access to all the updated. Uh, material coming coming out, you know. Uh, I, I I remember when I uh, started to uh, surfing and and searching for the um, softwares of, of of project managing or scheduling or whatever, and I reached to to Movie Magic, which is very famous for scheduling, and then for the others, you know, there are lot not lot, but there are many you know different kinds of. Uh, software for scheduling the film and uh, that's why it kept me looking for everything new and it seems to be for me to be updated mm-hmm. uh, yes that's that that's that's very important because uh, you you can you you can understand you can you know english and you can search for whatever you want and you can find it and that's very important uh, you know from a perspective of a director what kind of film do you want to make all the two movies i've made i like them Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that nobody imposed me to do those kind of things because I like to express my feeling about human conditions, human feelings, you know, mm-hmm. even 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 bad things about humans, like greed, like like lyings. I like family dramas, you know, yes. mostly. I I learn about them, you know. I go through them. I I start to uh, know them and start to study about them, and I like them and. I I like to uh, make films about human conditions. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, one of I mean my favorite filmmaker uh, is uh, Terence Malick. I love watching his movies. It's because it feels to me it's hard for me. <laughs> it, it is very hard to sit down and watch if you're not a fan. Yep. To yeah, because most of the time nobody really talks in in between. So it's not easy to sit down and really enjoy if you're not a fan. But um, One thing I've uh, understood from his movies and uh, feels to me is very difficult for an assistant director to handle is the fact that in some of his movies I've understood that he didn't really have a script as as he went on. 
So as the movie for, goes for those kind of movies, as an assistant director, it's tough. But it makes director's responsibility more than ever. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives that responsibility on the shoulder of the director. Mm-hmm. Because they are dealing with the producer about uh, having the project in the limitations of the budget and you have to finish it in the budget. I understand. Uh, and that that's a responsibility of the director after that you know it's not it's not a responsibility of the of the assistant director not I'm not talking about not at all but yes it would be a, the duty of the, the of the ad but most of the responsibility is is for a director when we don't have the script or uh, you don't have the lines or whatever it's it's very tough for them you know we have another another ex- uh, example for that you know uh, Wim Wenders says Paris Texas Mm-hmm. They didn't have they didn't have proper script. They they have they knew about what they are going to shoot, but not the proper script. You know, uh, the the scriptwriter Sam Shepard uh, would uh, fax fax them to the, the 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 script for shooting by by the day after, and they started to shoot them. But they have something in their mind to make it proper schedule. Yeah. It's not like you know don't have anything at all because it's filmmaking. You have to know about okay. What are the locations? How many days we need to be in any uh, in in each location? But we don't have the details of what is going on in that location. Uh-huh. That's the deal between the producer and the the, the AD and the director. They deal about that that thing and they go through the production. Yeah, I understand. So for that kind of a production, I think the director and the assistant director should be really really close. Exactly. Being like you know they kind of need to think about the same thing you know as they go on. I guess. Uh, exactly. And the uh, and the compromising could be meant actually by by the director in that in that kind of because sometimes you are behind the schedule yeah. and you have to compromise about your shot about your uh, rest of the shots you haven't shot it before and you have to do something about it. And that's very very even difficult for those kind of directors you know in comparison with something like a someone like a Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Especially for those kind of filmmaking, like what Terrence Malick is doing, mm-hmm. is even very di- even more difficult. I understand. Where do you see yourself in the next six years, seven years of? Uh... Um, I'm not. I'm not pretty sure about myself because I'm uh, getting along with uh, my losses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have some dreams to do something to make some kind of movies to do something about even for my life or whatever but i know that that's not going to happen these uh, days that we are living in we are very far from our dreams now that's why okay let's just dream about it <laughs> yeah i understand well thank you so much for your time it's uh, it was crazy to know that i could sit down and talk to you and okay. it, it is still a little bit of a i'm pretty sure if i when i leave this place i'm going to be like you know did that really happen or was it just a dream <laughs> so again thank you so much for your time uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to sit down and talk to you that was my pleasure uh, and uh like you know i just wanted this to continue but yeah. <laughs> but again thank you so much and uh, it's been pleasure. a pleasure thank you very much i hope that it could be useful for some audiences of course it, is. Of course it will be <laughs> thank you i thank appreciate you. it yeah so next time you watch a movie you probably think of all those little things that had to go right for a scene to develop into the finished product Have you tried the gorgeous cakes and masterfully designed cookies of Odibesh Pastry? If not, now is your chance. The listeners of this podcast can get 10% off of their next order. How, you might ask? 
by simply mentioning that you listen to the Air podcast while ordering on Instagram. It's really that simple. I'd also like to thank Vima, an outstanding construction company with a lot of projects done inside and outside the country. And for Architecture Studio with their professional team of architects and amazing projects. This has been Ali Ruskash, the host of the AR Podcast. This was the AR Podcast. AR Podcast.